everything in Jamaica is so rich yes. and random. There's so much to see and the experience uh, will always stay with me. Hi, I'm Chantal Miller, proud Navision and Jamaican and founder of Island Girls Rock. On this podcast, we champion women of the Caribbean and its diaspora, encouraging them to share their stories in a space created to celebrate them. We're so excited to speak to Caroline Hill. Caroline is an art director and founder of Chill Create. She's a brand specialist, graphic designer, and all-round creative who continues to shape thoughtful design projects across the city. Deeply rooted in community, this is a must-listen episode. Welcome, Caroline Hill, to the Island Girls Rock podcast. We're very, very excited to have you here. And you are representing yet again. You know what? I'm feeling kind of overwhelmed with Jamaicans, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, welcome to the show, Caroline. And a few questions that I'm going to roll out to you so we can really get started is, who are you? What is your purpose? And how did you get here? Well, hi. Um, thank you for having me on your show. You're most welcome. Mm, very excited about it. I am Caroline Hill. I am Chill Create. I'm from Brixton, born and bred, and I am of Jamaican and British heritage. Hey, hey, air horn. Okay, we need some air horns. I have loved and admired your work for a very long time, um, and I was so pleased. I think it was last year when I had an event and you actually um, did the artwork for that. I was like, yes! Oh, yes, gosh, time does fly. <laughs> it does fly, doesn't it? <laughs> so I'm reading your bio and you describe yourself as a brand specialist, graphic designer, and all-round creative who continues to shape thoughtful design projects across the city. I really like that. I remember thinking, I need to find out who writes Caroline's bios. Because because that's a really lovely way to to talk about the work that you do. My background is graphic design and branding. Mm. And I've worked um, in London for various creative agencies specifically on retail branding and brand strategy and brand management and although I absolutely love being a designer I was starting to feel that my passions weren't necessarily being you know taken care of within all of this brand world so when I left the corporate world and started up my own thing my real focus has been to try and work with people and on projects that I actually believe in and am passionate about. So thoughtful projects, mm-hmm. things that make make me feel good, mm-hmm. you know, feel good in here, in the heart, in the soul. Okay. That's my aim. That's my focus. All right. So why did you decide to leave the corporate world and when did you leave the corporate world? Well, I left the corporate world about two years ago now, and maybe it's a bit longer because time does fly. (laughs) Um, It's probably two and a half to three years, actually. Um, I left because I was no longer satisfied, and I also, I reached my goal. My goal was to be a director of a design firm, and I'd been that for quite some years, and um, I found myself basically a little bit bored a bit (laughs) what's next is this it Um, I was director I was running a team um, of a very good and well-known design agency Mm -hmm. who look after a lot of high level 
brands in the UK and worldwide. But I, I just wasn't feeling satisfied. And also, although I was a director, mm-hmm. I still had directors. Wow. When does that ever end? <laughs> like, how far up do you need to be to just be the director? I mean, is I mean, obviously, there's a glass ceiling, which I get. How many directors were there above you? So it was a small agency. Mm. I only had two directors, two men. And um, I think that (laughs) speaks volumes. That came out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Two middle-aged men who were very good directors. But I was also feeling that I was a very good director. Mm -hmm. And in that hierarchy, I was never going to get any further. So for me, the choice wasn't... You know, should I stay? Should I go? It was, I have to go because this world is no longer fulfilling my needs. I need to be the director of my own life. I need to take charge. And yes. until I do that, I'm always going to be under somebody else's scrutiny, scrutiny criticism mm-hmm. or, you know, their own values. Yeah, They've hired me as an expert, yet they seem to want to chip away every okay. day. And it takes a very strong person not to allow that chipping to just reduce you. <laughs> Absolutely. And how how did you how did you work within that? How did it reduce you? Um, I think having left and working for myself, mm. I've realised that I am a lot stronger and a lot more resilient. Did it reduce me at the time? Perhaps no, because I think sometimes when you're in a structure, it's very hard to see another alternative. Right. Uh, I was very pleased to be the the creative director. I loved my team and I, I always take passion and pride in the work I do. Mm. I was just no longer happy doing okay. that. And okay. I had to take a step back to realise what it is or was that I wanted to do. Okay. And what did taking a step back look like for you? How did you take that step back? I took that step back by basically quitting my job, (laughs) which which was a bit of a shock to some people who immediately said, oh, my God, you're crazy. You have this great job. You have a great life, a great flat. You know, um, what are you doing? And I said, well, it is all good, but it's not enough for me personally. Mm -hmm. So I decided and I was questioning whether I even wanted to be a designer anymore. Really? Yes, it got that deep. <laughs> oh, wow, Caroline. I can't imagine you not using that beautiful gift. So that's, yeah, yeah that's a real surprise. So I took it right back to basics, so mm. to speak. And I um, I booked myself into a um, an art retreat yes. in India. Okay. Uh, thinking, well, you know, I'm always happy when I'm drawing or painting or sketching. So let me take myself out of having to be creative Mm -hmm. to just being creative. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the best things I did. I had an amazing month retreat in the jungle in India, literally sitting under the banyan tree every day, (laughs) painting and drawing, foraging in the jungle, making weird objects. I went full hippie. <laughs> and if that doesn't, you know, start a shift, I don't really know what else would. That, yes. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's a wow moment. During that time, you did an Island Girls Rock travel takeover. That's right, yes. Where where in your journey were you when you did that? I can't remember for some reason. I feel like it was India. It was India. That was actually, I think I actually did the Island Girl 
take over. Yeah. The following year, because ah, I went okay. back to India. Right, that must have been it. That's right. Okay, I went back to India. I took my mum this time round. Yes. Um, okay. She always wanted to come with me, but I I needed to do the first trip by myself. So of course. the second trip, I took my mum, which was a great adventure. Okay. Taking Beautiful. her. F- it was a very different trip. <laughs> <laughs> but still an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was. So you've mentioned your Jamaican heritage. Does that come from both parents or just one? That comes from my mother's side. From your mother's side. Yes. And so this is mom who you obviously took on the trip with you. Yes. All right. right. So I just want to understand how you feel that your Jamaican heritage has kind of informed your work or impacted on your work. Jamaica, how that impacted on me and my work. I a few years ago, I, I've we've been to Jamaica as a family throughout my life. You know, there's big gaps in between the visits, mm-hmm. but maybe about ten years ago, I felt a yearning to go, mm-hmm. and I didn't necessarily have anyone to go with, so I went on my own. I've got tons of family out there, okay, and um, it really opened up the grown-up side of me visiting Jamaica. And all of the wonders that Jamaica has to offer, the people, the places, the sounds, the the visuals, everything in Jamaica is so rich yes. and random. <laughs> Indeed. There's so much to see and the experience uh, will always stay with me. Family was also a, a big part of Jamaica. My family here in England is relatively small okay. compared to the family in Jamaica, which is just vast and ever growing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because in Jamaica you have your family, but then you have your other family and family of family yes. and <laughs> all this extended family. Everybody is family. Everybody is family. <laughs> yes. And you realize, yes, I look like these people yeah. and I fit in just fine. Mm. Okay. So it was a very much a, a trip about belonging. And I think bringing that back to the UK and how do I fit in? I think it just allows you to be you. So your mum... How has she influenced your work, your passions even? Well, my mum is a very uh, strong and independent leader of mm-hmm. a woman. She <laughs> she um, is the chair of the Black Cultural Archives. Okay. She came here to the UK as a nurse originally. Hey, hey. As Thank so you, many mom. of our mothers did. Thank you very much. <laughs> and she worked very hard. She was a surgeon's nurse. Mm-hmm. And then she left nursing and studied at the LSE. Mm-hmm. where she met my dad, who was um, also a, a big thought leader and advocate mm-hmm. for freedom and passion. Oh, wow. He worked for Amnesty International. Okay. So the two of them have really shaped my outlook on world in terms of working hard mm-hmm. and working for things that you believe in. And my mom has always been that strong kind of powerhouse of a woman. (laughs) I've met her a few times and we only had very brief conversations, but I've always felt a bit in awe of your mom. (laughs) And she was also awarded a CBE. When? This year. What? Yes, Commander of the British Empire. Well, excuse me. Which is a very high accolade for her work work within culture. Ah. In, and community here in the UK. Oh, big up, Mumsy. Yes. Seriously, big up. You see, air horns, man. Air horns, guys. <laughs> 
So lots to aspire to. Lots. What a great role model for you, Caroline. You didn't have to look very far, no, did you? No. Mom and dad. Seriously. Yeah, take no shit. Hello. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. So, Caroline, I know that you, you, you've you moved on. We're going back to your journey. So you've left the corporate world. You know, you're, you're delving into, I'm going to live by my passion <laughs> and purpose. How was that transition for you? Well, it was um, it was a great transition. It was a very liberating transition. Mm-hmm. It also coincided with, you know, it's it's very interesting because it might not mean a lot to some people, but mm-hmm. going from um, wearing certain clothes and wearing your hair a certain way, I don't think it was a coincidence that my liberation, so to speak, from the corporate world also mm-hmm. happened around the same time as my you know, liberation from straight hair and just there you go. Really embracing my afro, which is you know comes and goes in the years, but it has its own mind and <laughs> does what it likes, and um, you have to embrace it and love it absolutely and work with it. <laughs> and um, I think that's like when you embrace your passion or your mm. purpose, you mm. would just accept who you are mm-hmm. and roll with it. Absolutely, and try and not try, just be happy with who you are yes and that's the same for like my wild unruly hair that doesn't <laughs> listen stay in one position from morning no, till night <laughs> absolutely not like some days i'm like yeah my hair is boom and then the next morning like literally 24 hours later i'm like what what's happened, what happened? <laughs> but the beauty is it's like yeah i like it when it's wild i like yeah. it when it's different it's it really doesn't matter anymore yeah. and i think that's that's the end point when you follow your your purpose and you set mm-hmm. yourself some new goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of doesn't matter. It's all good. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I am I am so resonating with everything that you're saying, Caroline. So tell us about your actual work. What okay. does your work look like? So my work, mm-hmm. I I have two avenues so to speak at the moment for my work Um, one is my design consultancy work Mm -hmm. which although I'd love to be an artist sitting at an easel all day creating paintings and being free I need to earn a living (laughs) you need to eat what yes that old thing but um, I I do love designing and Mm -hmm. I love helping people visualize their ideas and their brands so um, I am a brand designer I help people do just that design their brands Mm -hmm. it's very varied it's some days I'm designing things for theater productions other days I'm helping people do their interiors for their osteopath practice wow or you know advising on stage props or it's it's so vast mm-hmm. um graphics identity it's that's my world okay and it goes across many facets where it's digital to the physical right and so then the other arm is a passion project which i had always wanted to do and that was to become my own brand yes and it was very organic in its happening because I came back from my travels having fallen in love with shapes and sounds of palm trees and sunsets and just beautiful things (laughs) in the world which you sometimes forget about when you're you're locked up in London Mm. Um, and I came back with a a design I thought what what should I do with this design and then I thought this would look great on fabric. Let me get some fabric samples. No idea how to do that. Mm-hmm. 
get onto Google. <laughs> Google, Google. <laughs> designed some things. And yes. out of that organic process, I created Chill Create, which yes. is my, what I call lifestyle brand, mm -hmm. which at the moment is has a small capsule collection of chill wear. Because yes. I am chill. I'm Caroline Hill and I like to be chill. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> um, yeah. So Chill Create, it's exactly one years old this wow. month, in fact. It seems longer, Caroline. I don't, I don't know why. Not longer, but longer in a very good way. Yeah. It feels like you've, Chill Create has been around for a much longer time. I guess um, theoretically it has because mm. it is me. It is you and you have been and around for more I than a year. I have created lots of things mm. over the years. Maybe they could have all come under the Chill right. Create brand. Right. But sitting down, creating a plan, mm. creating a vision, you know, defining what is Chill Create, mm. what does it stand for? All of that happened over the course of, you know, me leaving the job and... Yep trying to find a new direction and this time last year as part of the Brixton design trail I was given a platform and so yes, when you're given a platform you have to rise to it and you have to jump on board and so I produced my first collection for that event. I think my my passion about Chill Create is about just living life mm -hmm. with passion mm -hmm. and being happy and believing in yourselves and being creative. Yes but by whatever means, because <laughs> we are all creative. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that, Caroline, because some people, you know, when they think of creativity, they think very hands-on because mm. that's kind of what we've been sold, you know, and socialized to believe that a creative person is someone who makes things. So it, it has to be tangible. Your creativity has to manifest in a tangible manner. So it has to be a a photograph or mm. a film or a piece of art or a painting. But like you said, you know, create, we're all creative. We are. So expand on that for me. Creating is something that is, is it's like an idea. It's a bubble and it's a cloud. It has no real form. It's a state of mind, I think. Mm -hmm. um, you can be creative every day at work pushing paper around as long as you are creating joy people who people make cakes mm -hmm. creative people write words that's creative people think of strategies to make people more productive and happier in their daily lives that's creative, that's creative. thought and yes. thinking um even if you say you're not creative picking up a pencil and doing a scribble and drawing something is actually super satisfying and people often say oh I'm no good I don't know anything about drawing but who cares you don't have to you be like everything is relative if you look at something you think that's good then that's then it's good, good. <laughs> and Definitely. it feels good so anything yeah. that feels good is inherently good yes yes Absolutely. And our creativity can just be pretty boundless once you accept that you're going to be creative. Because it's important that we know that we are creators. So even though you may not label yourself as a creative person, we are all in our everyday lives from the minute you wake up to the minute. And even when you go to sleep, we're still creating <laughs> in some way um, that we are and we own that. And that yes. we're not intimidated by what the idea of a creative person looks, sounds, feels like or, or how that is represented. We are all creative beings in so many different ways. 
so many different ways. Okay, Caroline. So let's talk about your work within the community. Because um, I know, you know, growing up in the household that you did, that that is innately important to you. And just as an individual, even outside of that sphere, it's important to you. So yeah. how are you integrating the work that you're doing with our community and empowering our community? Well, having left the corporate world um, and then gone back into designing again, I wanted to make sure that I kind of lived true to the philosophy that I was setting out for myself. Mm -hmm. So it's no good saying I'm going to do good without doing good. Right. So I came back to Brixton because I rented out my place and I needed to find a way and I also needed to look after my mum for a bit. Okay. So coming back to Brixton was like a homecoming. Right. And then I got to Brixton and I realised, oh, they have a design trail. Ooh. Oh, hello. So how, what, how, what is a design trail? So tell, it's tell part us about of that. London Design Week and it's a, a the whole of London has different districts, mm -hmm. which is something I've always gone to as a designer, like Clerkenwell, Shoreditch, Earl's Court. I love design festivals. So when I came to Brixton and found out that they had one in Brixton, I immediately said, well, I, hello, hello. <laughs> how can they have a design festival and I'm not in it what? or on it? What? So <laughs> I immediately got involved right. and pretty quickly became a committee member. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great community of people who have creativity and passion uh, as a passion at the heart of everything they do. Okay. It's quite a varied mix of people all volunteers mm. and every year we put on a festival throughout Brixton which has been growing and it can feature anything from arts and crafts to talks and discussions and installations by architects or you know random stuff that mm -hmm. It's just, I think, you know, it's, that's the thing I like about when you go to see art or design. It's random stuff that you maybe didn't even think about or okay. couldn't even imagine. Right. And you go and see it and you think, oh, interesting. Right. <laughs> kind of opening up our perspectives. Opening up the perspectives. Yes. So me personally, this year, I have um, decided not to create something, but to create an event. Right. To create opportunities, so to speak. Okay. I was particularly upset all year having listened to and seen all the reports on teenage stabbings and mm -hmm. young people what to do with our young people and I have no idea what to do with them I don't have the answer mm -hmm. so instead of getting upset and angry I thought what can I do right um so my idea was that I can put on a talk or a series of talks where I bring together other creatives um, from my generation, um, designers, artists, filmmakers, mm -hmm. TV people, uh, social change designers. Right. People who look like me, who don't look like the regular type of people that I see on talk panels. Uh, who do you see regularly? Like, what does that look like? Um, young white men okay. and um, younger white blonde women. Okay. And although these people have great things to say, mm -hmm. I don't feel that it, they're necessarily representing anybody I know yeah. or even the people that I've even had experience working with okay so I decided to create my own little thing and there you go and it's happening very soon mm. and I'm, I'm very excited about it so tell us more about it what is it called what's happening <laughs> so it's called creative futures right and it's being hosted at pop brixton okay. with the help of a company called liberty who are also a brixton based organization about getting young people into creative careers mm 
Um, That's a perfect collaboration. It's a great collaboration, right? Yeah, it's a great right? collaboration. I'm listening. I'm like, yeah, that makes so much it's sense. It's really good. They've right. been really helpful to me. Okay. Um, they haven't done much apart from <laughs> just give me the heads up on what I need to okay. do, how to do something. Right. When you are creating an event for the first time, it's um, great to have somebody there, Gillian from Liberty, who was just saying, yeah, this is fine. You're doing good. What you need to do is this, this and That's this. That's brilliant. Oh, okay. I'll do that. Yeah. And it's it's come together quite nicely. I have a range of speakers. Good. People who I admire and people mm-hmm. who I look at and think, you deserve a platform. You should be up there talking about what you do. Because how else are the young children, the young teenagers, even anybody can switch at any point in their mm-hmm. career. How can they make a change if they haven't got any ideas what they might change to? Okay, okay. And I can imagine in schools, the careers advisors are still as bad as they were when I was in school. <laughs> <laughs> how bad were they? What did they tell you that you should be looking at? I said I wanted to be a fashion designer or an architect. And right. I was told quite clearly, uh-huh. um, perhaps you should look for something more um, uh, achievable. Oh, whoa. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. The career guidance p- person counsellor yes. said, you need to look for something more achievable. Yes. And I said, well, like what? They said, mm, social work. Oh, my goodness. Of course. Yeah, you're you're a black woman. Yeah. So therefore, yeah, social going to work. social work. Mm, that would be good for you. And Even though, oh. <laughs> you know, I was probably the, one of the highest scoring girls in my school. I was... You know, I was head girl. I was team captain for sports. I'm, um, I'm, I'm breathing deeply. <laughs> you know, I was a real kind of right. hardworking girl at school. And I loved art, did, mm-hmm. did all my art courses. I actually wasn't allowed to do design because not enough people chose it. But yeah, careers advice was a waste of time. Yeah. My parents were so annoyed at that. And my dad came down to the school. Good for him. And said, don't you tell my daughter what she can and can't achieve. Yeah, I, I was fortunate to have the strong parents mm. that I had to to encourage me in my passions. Yeah. A lot of children, teenagers don't have that. So they need to see it. Which is why what you're from doing elsewhere. is vitally important. And there's so many of us within the creative industry. Mm. And I really don't feel that we are getting our props. I don't feel mm. that we're getting exposure, recognition. I don't know, Caroline. I mean, I looked at your lineup and one of the things that stood out for me was that there were people, there are people um, in your lineup who I have been longing to hear speak and who have been wanting to have a platform and who have been wanting to represent us. But there seems to be, as as with every um, realm of, of, of the arts and entertainment and obviously other career choices as well, chosen representatives where one or two people become the face or the voice of of a particular scene, so yes. to speak. And so I really appreciated that you didn't just use the, 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 the go-tos, that you kind of went beyond that. Because as, as amazing as the go-tos are, you know, it then gives a very myopic um, viewpoint of who we are and what we can do and what we can achieve. So this is one of the reasons that I really appreciate your lineup and I'm really hoping to get there. (laughs) Well, that's interesting because I chose those people purely because I like 
I like them and I like, their, like their work. work. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It didn't go too much further than yeah. that. Um, everybody on that lineup, I've had um, some sort of runnings working with mm. in the last year. So they were freshing my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they're all great people who are doing really good things and yes. deserve a, a platform to speak and yeah. to be heard, to, to inspire others. You know, I'm going to get funding. I want to make this a bigger thing. I think Brixton needs it. Mm-hmm. I think our people need it. I think the young people need it. You know, black mm-hmm. kids in particular. But um, black women, women in general need it because you do get knocked literally every day of your career. Yeah. Starting with your pay. <laughs> <laughs> and then some, for sure. And beyond what you're doing now, what's next for Chill Create? What's next for Caroline Hill? Well, what's next is a great question because I'm still figuring out what's next. <laughs> um, I think what's next is is to just, um, I've been saying it all week, level up. I am mm. all about next level right now. Mm-hmm. And that means on my business side, it just means I need to get business tight. I want to get bigger clients. I want to just keep evolving and expand with chill create i want to develop my brand Mm -hmm. further um i don't know if it's going to stay in fashion i'd like it to be an all-encompassing lifestyle brand i would love to put more time and energy into the creation of that brand i believe that it could go far so i think what's next is just bigger and better yeah Leveling up. More leveling up. Okay. So yes. whilst you're leveling up and building your <laughs> empire, what do you do to chill? What do I do to chill? Mm. I like I like listening to music, mm. travel. Travel right. is a big part of my chill. I work to live. Okay. Is that right? Work yes. to live? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you don't live to work. I don't yeah, live so to you work. work to live. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I love travel. <laughs> I love getting away. Mm-hmm. Um, I love visiting art galleries. Art is a big chill for me. Mm-hmm. Just wandering around um, gallery spaces, meeting artists, looking at things. That's how I chill. Well, Caroline, where can we find you in in the internet? Where can we find you? Well, my, I've got two websites. They both link. One is carolinehill.com mm-hmm. and the other is chillcreate.com. Okay. And my Instagram is chillcreate. Well, that's, you know, pretty simple. Pretty simple. <laughs> Keeping it simple. <laughs> well, you know what? This conversation has been really chilled. It has. I mean, <laughs> You've made me feel very comfortable it's like here. It's really fit into the whole chill create theme. <laughs> it's been wonderful though, Caroline, and I'm so pleased that we finally got to have this conversation because yes. it's been in the works for a while. But you know, life and travels and all of that stuff. I'm very excited for the growth of Chill Create and all the other projects that you have bubbling, bubbling, bubbling. There's lots to come. There's always going to be little creative energies that we're trying to create and delve into. Okay, good stuff. (laughs) And when's your next trip to Jamaica? I I think it will probably be next year. All right, then. We're going to do a big family trip. Lovely. All right. It's been a pleasure, Caroline. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yay. Thanks for listening to the Island Girls Rock Podcast. If you like what you hear, and we really hope you do, please subscribe, rate, or even comment. 
we'd really love to hear from you. You can catch every episode of Island Girls Rock podcast on Acast, Apple, CastBox, or your favorite podcast app. You can connect with us on Twitter and Instagram using IGR underscore love or with hashtag Island Girls Rock Pod. You can also visit islandgirlsrock.com to find out more about who we are and what we do. This podcast was produced by Unedited for the Unedited Stories Network. See you again soon.